Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Deeper Life. It's me, your host, Alexis Teichmiller, and I am, as always, excited to be here with you. Happy New Year. I know it's been a it's been about two weeks since I did a solo cast. We had a fantastic episode come out last week with Madeline McDaniel on the power of manifestation and imaging. Wow, such a powerful episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, I would 10 out of 10 recommend doing that. Um, honestly, just a lot of the interview podcasts I've put out over the last couple of months have just been really powerful, really relatable, and with just real people. That's one thing I've always focused on with Deeper Life is having on real people living real lives. Uh, now that might sound strange because everyone is a real human and everyone's living a real life, but I feel like in my very first podcast called The Laptop Lifestyle, I really focused on only having like influencers and creatives on and their stories are incredibly important as well. However, I do think it's really beautiful to blend the two. You know, I want to interview a lot of different kinds of people with different backgrounds and that's something I've, I've tried to remain uh, true to on the show. So if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to a couple of the last episodes, I would highly recommend doing that. But before we dig into today's topic, which is making confident career choices, I just want to give you a little bit of a life update. Um, gosh, it's I can't believe it's already almost halfway through January, but I have been loving the energy that this new year has brought into my life and just being consistently intentional with like how I'm spending my energy, what's taking energy, how am I giving my energy? And, um, I feel really peaceful and calm, even though I actually have quite a lot going on in my personal and professional life. But at the same time, with all of that said, I still feel like calm about it. And I think it's because I've adjusted my expectations. I'm focusing on giving good energy and also protecting my peace and protecting my energy so that I um, don't get burnt out and don't end up completely with an energy depletion. So that has been um, really beautiful to put into practice over the last couple of weeks. And um, my husband and I over New Year's spent some time in one of my favorite cities, Nashville, Tennessee. Used to live there for um, from 2015 to the end of 2019. And it has changed a lot just in two years of me moving. It was really cool to go back and see friends, experience the city and make new memories. You know, a lot of a lot of Matthew and I's dating memories are in Nashville, but we don't have a lot of married memories there. So it was really nice to uh, get to make new memories. And I don't know if you followed along on Instagram, but my husband surprised me and rented us a G-Wagon in Nashville to drive around. A G-Wagon has been one of my dream cars for the last two years now. And it was such a surprise. It was a late Christmas present because he wanted it to be an experience. And yeah, he rented a G-Wagon. And honestly, I, I've never driven a luxury car before in my entire life. And I mean, I would put luxury car, honestly, like anything over $100,000. And G-Wagons are like $150,000, $160,000. So definitely would put that in the luxury vehicle category, at least for me, driving a 2013 Toyota RAV4. So I got to drive the G-Wagon and it was such a really cool experience because I feel like when we have these big dreams, like owning you know, owning our dream house or owning our dream car or going on that big trip. It's like, how, how can we experience 
elements of that without being able to, you know, I, I cannot purchase a G-Wagon right now, but it was cool to be able to rent it for the day, get to experience driving it and see, is that something I would really like to do? Um, so I'm curious if there are things in your life or in, and continually in mine where we can experience like elements of our dream to see if it's really something that we want and what would that look like for you? So I, I thought that was a really cool idea to still get to experience um, a dream without having to pay $140,000 for it. Um, but yeah, that was really great to spend time in Nashville and reconnect with old parts of myself and also just kind of be reminded of how much I've grown in the last two years. I, I think that, you know, especially around the new year, we keep thinking about all the new things we have to do, all the new habits, all the new rhythms and as helpful as that energy can be, especially when we're in a rut, it's also helpful to be reflective and to look at how much we've already grown and what we want to continue doing in the new year and how we want to continue that growth and continue those rhythms that we've already cultivated. So if that's you and you're like, I'm not starting anything new, I'm just continuing on the good energy from last year, I'm right there with you. And and that's a, a really good feeling to, to bring into the new year as well, not always having the pressure of starting something. So if you listen to the solo cast early, early December, y'all, like I think it was maybe the second week of December. So about a month ago, I put out a podcast called big, what did I say? Big distractions or yeah, big dreams or big distractions. And it was all around this decision I was making. And this is the podcast episode where I'm going to be talking about the decision that I've made and um, what is next. So I am taking a new job. Ah. <laughs> I'm really, really excited. I'm going to dig into all the nitty gritty, but I am starting a, a brand new job and it's with a company called Circle. They are a community platform. And I, I am like over the moon excited to be taking this new job and moving forward in this path of my career. So I'm going to jump into how this happened, why I did it, what I'm taking with me and fostering, and what does this mean for deeper life? So this all, this idea of joining a company you know, I, I worked for, just to give you a little bit of background, from my first job out of college, I worked for a New York Times bestselling author. His name was Rory Vaden, and I worked for, for him for a year as his marketing assistant, do, running his podcast, his blog, and all of his socials, as well as his email marketing campaigns. Did that for a year, and then I got the job at ConvertKit, and ConvertKit is an email marketing software for creators, entrepreneurs, makers, and um, really in that like creator industry, creator economy space. And I did sale. I worked there for four years, from 2016 to 2020, and for the first year, I essentially was a saleswoman. <laughs> Just did a lot of demos, webinars, selling the product on the business development side. And then I switched over to the affiliate manager role and ran their affiliate program for three years and ended up um, in that span generating around $22 million in revenue for that company and grew the skill set of relationship building. How do you create a loyal you know, influencer program? How do you incentivize affiliates who are selling your product um, on your behalf? How do you incentivize them? 
everything from large campaigns to going to conferences. And if you've been following me for a, a long time on Instagram, you've definitely been along for all of that journey. I you know, traveled the world on behalf of ConvertKit, hosted masterminds with six and seven figure entrepreneurs, um, hosted roundtables, spoke and did workshops at conferences all over the country and Europe. Um, and when I say Europe, I really just mean London, but saying Europe sounds cool. But yes, in London. And um, so I did that for for about four years. And then in 2020, left to pursue deeper life. And we'll just jump to right now. So it's been 18 months of doing this solo, doing consulting, doing coaching. And it has been incredibly fulfilling. And I also am, you know, I'm still early on in my career. I'm 28 years old. And about in September, I was pursuing a consulting contract with a software company, helping them uh, map out and build their referral program as a consultant, as a contractor, not a full-time employee. And through that process, they ended up offering me a job, which I ended up turning down, but it brought up a lot of really interesting questions that I hadn't thought about in a long time. What would it look like to join a team again? What, what would it look like to jump back into, and I'm going to even the word, using the word back, I'm going to dig into that in a second. What would it look like to be going back into the affiliate partnership role, you know, for a SaaS company and SaaS stands for software as a service, by the way. So it's essentially, you know, you're using a, so a software and you're paying a monthly service fee as a, as a user. So what would it look like to jump back into that space? I've been doing coaching and consulting uh, for the last year and a half. How do these two things blend together? You know, what would the right offer look like? What would the right pay look like? You know, just kind of breaking all those things down. But that was back in September. Turned the job down and um, ended up just continuing on with Deeper Life. Then in late November, um, one of my old friends, and uh, he, he was also a very large, still is a very large affiliate of uh, ConvertKit. His name is Pat Flynn reached out to me via Instagram and he said, Hey, I have someone that's trying to get in contact with you, but they don't have your updated email address, you know, would love to connect you to if possible. I said, yeah, sure. Sounds great. Um, and he ended up connecting me with an, with an old friend who I used to do partnership deals with his, his name is Andy and he worked at teachable. Well, he is now a co-founder of a really cool tech company called Circle and started the conversation around, you know, they were hiring a partnerships manager. So not just running the affiliate program, but also running the influencer program and, and really managing relationships with different brands, doing brand deals, brand partnerships, contract negotiations. And that was really part of my role at ConvertKit I wanted to grow in and didn't have access to at, at ConvertKit. And so it was really cool to see this, this role blended with, you know, my, my skill set that I have already, as well as things I really want to grow in. And long story short, they ended up making me an offer and I negotiated my salary, which I will do a separate podcast episode about that just on negotiating um, your Negotiating your salary, negotiating an offer, whether it's a new job or asking for a raise at your existing job, I will. I think that's just a really important conversation for us to be having and being transparent about about money and about what we need to live, especially as so much of um, America and the world is in, is in, is experiencing inflation right now. So all of that said, I'm going to do a separate episode on um, negotiation. But ended up negotiating my salary, 
and signed my employment papers last week. And I start January 18th. I'm really, really excited. And it's just such a shift in my mental, my mental state about this has shifted so much. And if you would have told me, gosh, even six months ago that I would be joining a team again and um, taking a step forward towards, you know, working at a software company, I, I would not believe you. I would not. And it's so interesting that when we become open and receptive to new ideas and new possibilities, how much we can really change our mind and change our mindset. So I want to dig into why I made this decision. One of the biggest ones was I get the opportunity over the next year to start building out a team. And I I have experience hiring. Um, I've been a hiring manager at ConvertKit, you know, in, in charge of a hiring process and and had people that I worked very closely with as my peers, but I've never managed a team before. And that is a skill set that I think is incredibly powerful and would like to to build on, as well as these relationships with different brands, negotiating brand deals. That is something I am excited to to continue that skill set, hone those skills in. And that was the thing that motivated me um, first. The second thing that I really had to shift my mind around was, okay, I have a long career ahead of me. I am 28 years old and it's not always about age. Okay. So I just want to caveat that. But for me, I was looking in the frame of age and I said, okay, well, I'm only 28. I have a long career ahead of me. I can be a coach and a consultant anytime throughout my life. And just to, I'm never going to stop coaching either. And so that was something that was really important to me whenever I was going through the interview process was getting a lot of clarity on, you know, I have a business already. Are you okay with me continuing with that business? Now, obviously my, my time and that the capacity will change, but I don't want to, um, I don't want to hide the fact that I have deeper life. I don't want to hide the fact that I'm going to be working on it. And, you know, what does that look like? And so we had a really honest conversation about that. Um, but I wanted to look at my career as a whole. I wanted to step back at a 30,000 foot view and look at what is going to help me accomplish some of my career goals. I want to do a lot of speaking. I want to write books. I want to really... Um, I want to impact company cultures. I want to create more confidence in women in the workplace. I want to, like, there's all these elements that so much of deeper life comes into the workplace and who you are as a professional and how do you carry your value system and your work ethic and your confidence into the workplace. It's not just who you are as a person, it's also who you are at work. And there are all these different um, intertwining elements for me. And I see taking this job at Circle as a beautiful way for me to continue that path forward and make an impact at that company, make an impact with their partnership program, which I get the ability to build from scratch. There is, you know, they they have a small partnership program right now, but I'll get the ability to kind of honestly like bolster that up and and have a lot of autonomy in my role, which is another a big element to why I decided to take this role was being able to have autonomy and independence. And I want to impact women who are focused on their careers in a deeper way. And I, I love the idea of also digging deeper into my personal career outside of, 
you know, being an entrepreneur outside of being a coach, really looking at my career skill set and how that translates into helping, you know, more career women um, in their own goals. And then on a really logistical, practical side, there were a lot of financial elements of this that really aligned with Matthew and I's goals and what we're trying to work towards in 2022. And um, just giving a, a more of that financial security. And you know, this year with Deeper Life, financially, there were a lot of ups and downs. There were months where I made six grand and there were months where I made $1,000 or $500 or $5,000. And so it was just very inconsistent. And that's a part of being an entrepreneur, a part of uh, being a creator that, you know, it's just a part of it. And I'm at a place right now where I am looking for more security. And that was another element of this that really lends itself to, you know, having that having that salary and and feeling secure in that while also being able to build deeper life and and have that as my second business and as my second income. So I sat down for about an hour and processed, this was in uh, late December, I think it was like the week of Christmas. I sat down and I was going back and forth on like, okay, do I, like what happens to deeper life? And does this mean I'm quitting? Does this mean I'm a failure? Like, what does this mean? I was having a lot of, um, not like an existential crisis, but definitely a little bit of a crisis, a little bit of a decision. You know, I had all these different choices and, you know, what does it mean if I take this job? What does it mean if I don't? What does it mean if uh, for deeper life, where does that fit in? Um, what does this mean for my creativity? All these things, my time management, all of it. So I wrote, I sat down and I wrote down like, what, what am I fost? If I took this job, which I did, what am I fostering? What, what am I taking with me? What am I, what am I doing different? And I made a list of a couple different things. And I, I think whenever I do the negotiation episode, I will dig deeper into that. Um, but I made a list of why I'm doing it. Like, why? Why am I doing this um, on, on a, at a logistical level and at a very deep emotional level? I also made a list of, you know, what's going to be different with this job and this role versus my time at ConvertKit? And, and also, what am I not going to do? You know, what about this? You know, I, I'm not going to do these things. I will not allow this to happen. So being able to set out those boundaries of saying, okay, I, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to do this. And why am I doing any of it and all of it? Really kind of putting it out on paper made it so clear that I wanted to take this job. I just had some mindset things to step away from and step forward so that I could make the decision with clarity. And so things I want to foster in this new role is I want to foster all the confidence I've built over the last year and a half. So much of my identity was wrapped up in my job at ConvertKit. And I think that happens to a lot of us. You know, we get emotionally invested, um, especially when you're early on in your career, you spend time with people, you believe in the company, you believe in the product, and you get really, really wrapped up into your identity in that company. And, um, I don't think it's healthy. I did it and it took me a long time to unravel my identity from from that role and from that skill set to see that I had other things to offer. So I'm really fostering a lot of confidence and security moving forward. And that was another element, me saying moving forward. One of my mindset blocks was, oh this is this is I'm going back. I'm going back to a 9 to 5. Me having my own business and being an entrepreneur was a step forward and now I'm going back. The more I thought about that, the more I realized that was not true at all. 
I'm just moving forward in a different path. I was standing at a crossroads. I didn't decide to, you know, turn around and hit reverse. I'm standing at a crossroads and I chose this path and now I'm moving forward with that. And I think that my coaching career and and my consulting career can be parallel to my career at Circle as their partnerships manager. It's just, you know, Deeper Life is going to have a different capacity level, right? Because of time, I am taking a full-time job. Um, But I want to frame it as moving forward and not back because if you bring that, um, that backward energy into something, it, it doesn't carry the same power as I'm moving forward. I have this choice. I'm empowered in this choice versus, oh, I'm feeling like I have to do this. This is something I, I'm going back to. I couldn't make it a deeper life. So I'm, you know, I'm going to go back and do this. Absolutely not. That's actually not true, but I had to get down to the truth of my own mindset on that. And that was a big thing of, okay, we're moving forward. We're not moving back. Another element was really putting boundaries around my emotional investment. Um, I am incredibly excited about this role. I am going to knock it out of the park. I have a lot of confidence, and I'm really excited to get to know the team, build new friendships, build new relationships. Um, However, I want to make sure that I realize I don't have to be best friends with everybody. Not everyone has to be best friends with me. I was so relationally involved at ConvertKit that sometimes it clouded me making decisions that were best for me. And I think this happens in a workplace where, you know, you make work your identity and then you make those relationships a part of like your family. And I think that can also lead to a lot of really unhealthy patterns. And so that's something I want to really keep this um, relational because I'm a very relational person. I'm going to make friends no matter where I go. However, I don't have to you know, have this all or nothing kind of mentality towards it and really just create those healthy boundaries in the workplace. Um, in that same vein is being mindful of where I'm filling my cup and where I'm receiving validation. In previous jobs, I would look to my workplace and to my colleagues for validation in order to get confidence and to feel like I was valuable. And all the work I've done over the past year and a half of doing mindset work, going to therapy, having multiple coaches, also being a coach to other women. I have done so much work on this of like my validation comes from me. I know who I am. I am not going to seek that out elsewhere. Granted, I've got goals to hit. I've got outcomes. You know, I, I have things I need to get done and, and milestones that I want to hit and honestly even exceed those milestones. And at the same time, as validating as those things are, because there's an outcome and there's a result at my core as a human being, I need to have clarity and foster that that healthy amount of validation comes from me and filling up my own cup and not looking at for that externally. Another thing I'm fostering is just being a rock star at my role, like being excited, being confident, bringing good energy and also bringing new ideas, thinking outside of the box, just because I've done this before at a different company, how can I do it better? How can I do it different? How can I approach things with a new angle, with a fresh lens and not get stagnant? You know, there, that is something that I've felt in my career at, at different jobs. And even in deeper life, you get in these ruts, you get in these rhythms and it's like, okay, well, this is how we do things. Now we've got the process down. And as important as processes are, we always need to question them to see if there's maybe a better way we could be doing something, a better way we could approach something. So that's something I want to foster bringing in. And then um, in terms of what does this mean for deeper life? Well, it means that I'm still continuing the podcast. 
and I'm still going to be continuing coaching. So it just changes my capacity in terms of my time. So I'm only going to be taking on five clients at a time from this point forward. Um, I just don't have the capacity to serve 15, 20, 25 clients. It's, it is, um, you know, it's a lot and being a coach, you're, you're, you're very, um, present with your clients. You're very focused. And I know that I, I want to really knock out of the park in my nine to five at circle. So I know that I need to scale back the amount of clients I'm able to serve for deeper life. Something else I want to start capturing is I, you know, jumping forward into this new career path, as well as having an established second business. I mean, this is, this is my business really capturing more of that on social media and doing and creating more TikToks and more reels and more social media content on how I structure my time, how I outline my goals, how I build new habits, how I build consistent rhythms with movement and nutrition and uh, work productivity, side hustle productivity, all of it. And and I, I follow a lot of um, women in tech and who have nine to fives who are also you know running second businesses. And I find it really inspiring and I would like to create more of that content. And so you're going to be seeing a lot more of that, um, just more valuable content on um, different ways to structure your life. And there's not just one way. It's all about finding a rhythm and a routine that works for you. And I, I want to share more of that moving forward. And my goal for Q2, and this is actually a really cool thing about Circle is it's a community platform that you know you can go live in. You can um, build courses within. You can um, build essentially online communities that replace Facebook groups. You know, if you've ever purchased a course or joined your favorite blogger or influencer's Facebook group, Circle essentially replaces Facebook groups so that you can have this all-in-one platform where you can build a community of people outside of social media, which is really beautiful because I, I, there are Facebook groups I would like to be more involved with, but because it's literally on Facebook, it's so cluttered. It's so distracting that it's hard for me to even stay focused. So I am less engaged on Facebook groups. And that's something I'm excited about with circle is I want to create my own deeper life membership community. Um, within circle and, and serve more of you. That is one thing I, I, I won't be able to do as much one-to-one client work this year, but I would love to build a community of women who are focused on personal development, growth in their careers, growth in their relationships, growth with themselves, and, and really take that up a notch so that I can serve more of you, um, and, and really help you accomplish your goals, help you get clarity on your why, helping you figure out what your roadblocks are, and then creating paths moving forward. So that's something I'm looking forward to creating in Q2 of this year. I am not going to put that pressure on myself to create that in the first quarter. I am going to be learning a lot more about time management and really getting into a new rhythm with this nine to five plus deeper life plus the reno house plus, um, you know, movement, nutrition, relationships, like just really figuring out, um, a path forward to integrate all of these important elements of my life. And I want to create a membership community. However, you know, doing that in Q2 feels more, um, aligned with the pace and, um, I just don't want to have that pressure on me for Q1. So I I'm really excited. And I, the reason that I wanted to be so transparent about this um, 
it's for, for a lot of reasons, but the biggest one is just to let you know that you have choices and your career is not just one moment in time. It is actually, you know, years and you can look at starting your own business. Uh, you know, this is me talking to entrepreneurs right now. And hey, maybe maybe working a nine to five and uh, joining a, a software company or joining any company is is not for you. And, and I respect that as well. But we put so much pressure on like, this business has to be everything. This business, this is it for me. I'm all in or, or, or I'm all out. And we can sometimes pigeonhole ourselves and keep ourselves away from opportunities because we're so focused on this one outcome that we're missing all these other possibilities that could happen that could bring us even more fruitful results. But because we're so focused on this one thing has to happen, it we can add so much pressure to our lives. And that was the thing with Deeper Life was, okay, there are a lot of possibilities for me. There are a lot of ways for me to continue building my skill set, continue to grow my career, um, continue to add value to women in my lot and um, women in my life who are my clients and and really help them find a path forward that works best for them. And the way I wanted to do that was to move forward in my career on the, you know, software marketing, business development, partnerships side of things. But we can sometimes pigeonhole our skill set. And so, you know, you can be talented at a lot of different things. You have a lot of options. You have a lot of choices. And if you're in a job right now that you're unhappy in, or you're grinding it out, you know, running your own business and you feel overwhelmed, you feel miserable, you question if it's really for you, just know that you do have other possibilities that you might have access to that you might not even think of. And how open to those are you? And what is your mindset around them? What do you think? Oh, I could never do that. Well, I thought I could never <laughs> take a full-time job again, and I am. And I had to do a lot of mental work around that to realize how aligned and how excited and perfect this role really is for me. But without doing that mental work, you know, it's hard to see that opportunity can really turn into something um, really fruitful and and grow you in the ways that you want to be grown. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you. Um, I hope this helps in even your own career development as you're weighing out how to have confidence in your choices. Really look at why you're doing something, what you will allow in your career, what you won't, you know, what are those boundaries and how do those align with your own set of values and your own set of needs and making sure that you're not compromising who you are and what you want for a job or even for your own business. You know, really getting that clarity and seeing what's important to you and how can you make decisions that align with that. So if you like today's episode, one, I would love to connect with you on Instagram um, over at Alexis Tykemiller and continue the conversation. If you have thoughts or questions or anything you want to talk about, would love to continue the conversation there. And if you are enjoying the podcast, would also really appreciate a review. You can rate and review the podcast if you're listening on iTunes. All right, friends, appreciate you so much. Thank you. And uh, until next time.